1: Welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey, a weekly podcast featuring real and practical spiritual conversations from diverse perspectives here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today, episode 230, surviving the holidays with difficult family members. And now your host, Rev. Cynthia Alice Anderson.
0: Hello and welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson. I'm the host, and I'm here this morning in 818 Studios with my producer. Good morning,
1: everybody. This is Dave Croft. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 230 of The Authentic Spiritual Journey. As always, I want to welcome you to a brand new week, and I hope that you are doing well. The holidays... Are quickly approaching. Maybe you feel like it's a nice warm blanket, or maybe it feels like a freight train. I don't know. Either way, it's coming (laughs) right at you.
0: (laughs) Well, the holidays are an interesting time, aren't they, Dave? Because we, yeah, like some of us love the holidays and others of us dread the holidays. And it's a really interesting time because it's supposed to be a time of like joy and cheer and family connection and all that good stuff. And I know you guys really love. Uh, the holidays at your home and as as i'm saying the holidays i'm really thinking about christmas mm-hmm. but for me it's thanksgiving christmas and new year all rolled into one
1: yeah with um you know if you've been listening to the show you know we've we've talked yeah. about like the passing of shannon's dad and we've just uh, last month crossed the 2 year mark and yeah. we're just now I think Shannon's just now starting to kind of come out of some of the grief, you know because yeah, now it's it's not the first time, right? It's not the first Christmas or even the second Christmas. I think this will yeah. be it changes this will be the yeah. third holiday and and so uh starting to feel a little a little bit of the of the joy return, not that it was dour before or I mean obviously, but that just as as grief. As time tempers grief a little bit, it it, it becomes a little bit easier. I've noticed this year feels a little bit lighter than previous A little bit lighter. That's a
0: great way. Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. And for me, too, actually, because my mom passed so close to the same time, and uh, we just passed her uh, two-year mark as well. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, uh, you know, my mom and I were so close, and, you know, we had such a big family at the holidays there was always a great deal going on i've been away from the family holidays though for a really long time because of my work largely yeah. and i'm going to talk a little bit about that today about you know how do we move into the holidays so give us our title it's the <laughs> longest title i think i've ever had
1: yeah it is surviving the holidays with difficult family members surviving the holidays with difficult family members. And I'm sure we can all relate. There's 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 always yeah. like someone just sandpapery, you know, whether it's <laughs> immediate family or extended family, you know, the sandpaper person.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's exactly why I'm doing this. I if any of my family are listening, <laughs> I don't want any of them to say, are you talking about me? <laughs> because they might think I'm difficult. You know? <laughs> well, and and that's just it. I wanted to say first of all, you know, What are your intentions around this holiday season for you and your journey? What are your intentions? If you were in church, I'd say, number one, what are your intentions? (laughs) Because we are on the show always talking about you can grow, prosper, evolve. You know, that's what we want to help you do. And what's under that, that, the central idea that resides under that is I want to become a conscious being. And this is a deep concept. It even at times is a little complex because of the various aspects of your life, you know, this idea touches. And so I'm wanting to just slow it down a little bit and say, okay, what is my intention for my path and my journey this holiday season? What is my intention? And I'm thinking about that with you right now. What is my intention? I have given it a great deal of thought already. Somehow having kids, I think, helps me have specific uh, intentions around celebrating and making things special. But I have a journey in this as well. And part of my development is you know, for so much of my life, well, let me, let me start, uh, let me say it this way for so much of my life in a large family system, it's really about everybody being happy. Hmm. And my role was making sure everyone was happy. And I didn't really worry if I was happy or not. So my growth is really thinking about the season this year in a new way that I really want to enjoy the season. I really want to have time with my family. I want to have time to relax and build a fire and be present. I want to be able to come into the season not frantic. You know, in other words, my shopping is about half done, and we are not in the month of November. Well, we are. We are on the show. <laughs> but we're recording. We're, recording. Yeah. we're actually recording it in late October. And I don't mind telling you that because this is part of the authentic nature of what we're doing. So we, but we are thinking about and wanting to help you along your journey of the holidays. We want you to have a great holiday season full of love, full of joy, because no matter what your history, you have a right to that. And so when I say we're seeking to become conscious beings, the idea is that we are waking up to the goodness that we are. We are waking up to the fact that we are worthy. We are waking up to the fact that we deserve to have a wonderful experience any day of the week. And especially, most especially, this sacred time of the holiday season. And this might be a new idea for you. So what is your intention this holiday season? While you think about it, I'll take a sip of coffee. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think I'm just I'm just recalling the the breaking point that Shannon and I had, and I can't remember if I've shared this on the on the show before, but you know, when we lived in Memphis, and and we don't have any kids, and so when we lived in Memphis, we would drive, quote unquote, home, you know,
0: (laughs) right. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, to
1: to North Carolina. And there was one year where we drove, and it's about 12 hours from where we lived, from, from Memphis to, you know, the Charlotte area. Right, and right, all right, that. Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And so there was one year where we drove on the 23rd.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On the 24th. No, no, we drove on the 24th. Uh, anyway, we had a Christmas Eve morning. We had mm-hmm. a Christmas Eve afternoon. This is all at different family members. We had a Christmas <laughs> right. Day morning oh, lunch and Hell, yeah. dinner, and Whoa. we had a twenty sixth dinner, and that was it. Wow! Because we drove, wow. we drove in on the twenty third. We did yeah. all of that, and it's not like everybody lived in the same town. Like we're going to Charlotte now. We're going to to uh, to Greensboro, and now to High Point, and now to Albemarle. So we're driving. All I mean, over. I'm exhausted
0: just hearing it. Right, and
1: we just said no more. No more, and no. that was yep. the last time that that we drove that that we did Christmas quote unquote at home. It's like we're not having a Christmas. We're not enjoying this. We yep. we are burning ourselves out. We're we're spending more time driving. Not to mention that at every single one of these places, <laughs> you would get stuffed with food, which was great and awesome, and it's in abundance. It's yes, I recognize that. <laughs> But you know if you have Christmas lunch and every everyone has turkey and the whole dressing the whole nine and then you go to dinner dressing dr- dressing turkey the whole <laughs> nine and then the next day dressing turkey the whole nine, because everybody had right? their own individual giant Christmas meal but right? those because because we didn't have kids I think it was expected that we would be the super mobile right we would just attend everything yeah. But um, our lives got instantly better when we decided that this was it was too much. It, it was just too much, and so the next Christmas we didn't come home for Christmas, and we had just a sweet, you know. And, like and at that point, I think Shannon's folks came out and visited us, and and we yeah did a lot. You know, we went around yep. downtown Memphis, went and looked at the lights, and and so it was yeah that and that it, it, but. I hate that it kind of took a tipping point to get to that, but <laughs> right. we came to the realization that it stopped becoming about our own traditions. It stopped mm-hmm. becoming about taking care of ourselves and trying to manage everybody's expectations.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. Well, and and you know that's a part of it too, for sure. And as you were talking, I was laughing, reminiscing <laughs> about the many ways I had to come home at Thanksgiving as a southerner. You know, you just never miss. And I remember the first Thanksgiving I missed and it was I love my family dearly, but it was the best Thanksgiving I felt like I'd had in a decade. Be only because, not because I didn't miss my family, only because I was not fighting, traveling, you know, fighting the 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 you know, the mobs in the airport. Because I've always, you know, since I was eighteen, I've lived away. I've never lived back in Georgia. I I still consider myself a southern girl, you know, born and born and raised, as they say. (laughs) Well, actually they say you don't raise children, you you raise cattle, you rear children, but that's a whole (laughs) nother thing. That's a whole nother (laughs) different show. It was a big deal when I didn't go home for Thanksgiving the first time. And it was because of a difficult situation with a family member that I felt like I would kept putting myself in a situation that was uncomfortable. And not only was it uncomfortable, it felt and was abusive. Mm. So, but not only did I do that, I worked really hard to do that. I paid money. I didn't sleep. Sometimes I would take red-eye flights. And what I have noticed, you know, looking back on my process and looking back on my own behaviors is what I was really doing is acting out the family code around the holidays in a really, uh, yeah, I was acting out the family code in a really specific and large way. You know, it was almost an egregious way, which was no matter how hard it was for me, I still had to be home. Mm. And my, my family role was no matter how hard it is for me, I have to make everyone happy. Now, my siblings are completely unaware that mo- that, as far as I know, that that was my role. But yeah. I know that was the role I played. And as I've aged, I've had little bits, mostly from in laws saying, "Oh no, you've done enough. You know, <laughs> let's weird. let somebody else, let's let somebody else yeah. pick up the helm." So, just realizing, you know, Dave, with you guys. You know, somebody can actually come here Mm -hmm. and just realizing, no, let's take care of ourselves just simply because of the travel. And and you realize you're being run by expectations. And so I think when you did hit a wall, and like all of us, you know, we call that I well, I call that the wall of awakening. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, I cannot freaking do this again. Yeah. So so a new choice has got to be made and yeah. that's often how we do become conscious and wake up.
1: Yeah, and and I think had we, you know, had children there would have been that really clear kind of delineation, you no know, they now the family becomes about, you know, yeah. creating your Christmas for your own your own family. Yeah. But because we transitioned right out of college into, you know, married life yeah. and all of that, yeah. it was just the expectations that you would give yeah. to a college freshman were, were yeah. carried through, and it took that tipping point. And it wasn't this giant blowout. We're just like, and no, no. we're done with this. On the drive home, we're like, this is it. I hope you all enjoy it, Grandma, but we are not doing this anymore.
0: <laughs> well, and these are different times. The uh, Some of these ideas that everyone has to be home at this holiday is really an old idea, mm. and it's not. it doesn't mean it's a bad idea, but people are living all over the country, not in the exact same town. Yeah. You know, when you were all gathering for Thanksgiving, everyone lived within a few miles, right? And that, that's not the case anymore. And so there's a couple different families I work with, and one of the things they do is they do a Zoom call the next day, connecting, talking about what they did. And so it's more meaningful, and no one is tired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and nobody has, you know, uh, hotels to pay for and... uh
0: Oh, the not, hotels. Yeah,
1: not that we we stay. That we would stay and like crash on couches <laughs> and spare bedrooms and everything. So, so that's yeah, but a whole that's other. No thing. No, that's no fun either. That's no fun either. And, and I, you and, get
0: to a certain age that that's just no longer well, fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: As it turns out, the last year I think we actually got a hotel, which caused a whole other yeah. kerfuffle because yeah. how, why wouldn't you want to stay with us? I'm like, well, because you have pets that stay up and you have like babies that scream. And so we're just, we're going to stay in a hotel. We're going to, everyone will have a much better time. And so, yeah.
0: Well, and, and so, yeah, part of becoming conscious, you know, we said first, you know, what is your intention in the holidays for this holiday season? And this will air early enough that this will really support your, you know, you're moving into the holidays just the way your soul needs and intends. Part of the strength of your journey now, as you are becoming conscious, is realizing that you don't have to do what the family expects. Mm. You don't have to do what the family expects. And for some of us, this is brand new. It's like, what? I don't? What?
1: But they expect it.
0: <laughs> right, right. And I go, yep. And you know what? They're If they're adults, they'll get over it. You know, one of my mentors from Unity Village years ago said the five most powerful words in the Bible are, and it came to pass. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> and it came to pass. In other words, whatever everybody's so upset about, they'll be over it. That's right. In a week, probably two. Uh at the most. If anybody's hanging on to it longer than that, boy, is that really their problem That's and right. not yours. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, there, there, bigger, bigger things are going on there, and bigger
0: things are going on for them. So, so to think about what is your intention? You know, what, what are you trying to fit into in the family code and expectations? Now, having said that, you know, so what I'm clearly saying is, it may not be yours to, to quote unquote, as you said, Dave, quote unquote, go home, mm-hmm. because you are home right. wherever you live, wherever you are is home. But there may be a reason you want to or need to. This happens a lot in the with the people I work with, I find all of my clients to be so deeply caring about their families, about their children, their nieces and nephews, you know, and many of them, like I did, like you all, Dave, have aging parents mm-hmm. and they are thinking, like I did the last few years. It's so important that I see my mom. Well, due to my work, largely, it was very difficult for me to go home to where I was born in Georgia, you know, on and on the holidays and I and I discovered it really wasn't much fun because when I went, I was too tired, I was too jammed schedule-wise. So I would go home in December often or even Uh, around my birthday in February, and I just made it my own kind of thing. But as my mom aged and there were family events, I did the best I absolutely could to go on a regular basis because I knew I would not feel good about her not being connected to me, you know, in her final days. So there are reasons for you to go and i would not want you to go well rca says i don't have to go to uh, the family and i'm not saying that i'm saying you get to choose but there may in fact be a strong reason to go and if you need to go i want you to be able to survive the holiday with difficult family members and that <clears throat> to know that like you can survive it you are strong yeah. enough
1: this is uh this will be the first year because, because you know with larry's passing but now Shannon's sister has moved to Oklahoma. And so it used to be that they would come down at Christmas, right? And then, and Judy would go right. up, up to North Carolina for Thanksgiving. Right. But this year, this year is the first year that nobody's coming to visit and nobody is, uh, and nobody's traveling. And so wow, it, it'll just be me, new. yeah, me, Shannon, and Judy at Christmas. And so... Uh, we're, we're, you know, a little nervous because, yeah. you know, there is that kind of that big heavy expectation and how, you know, how much of our production is it? I mean, we have committed, and I'm telling this to to the universe, of course, by the time this airs, uh, no, no, it hasn't yet. Uh, but we're committing to setting up decorations the week uh, yes. after Thanksgiving. I think last
0: year you didn't, right?
1: Last year, it was uh, the, a couple of weeks into December before we did. And that felt late. Yeah, and then
0: the year before, not at all. That's the right? year
1: before, barely. Like we barely got like, a barely. tree Barely. Yeah. 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 This, I remember it was really minimal. Yeah. But this year, uh, like the the Saturday after Christmas, I'm gonna pull it all out. Or uh, Thanksgiving rather. After
0: Thanksgiving, and yeah. it's gonna
1: be up. You know, all of December. And so, um, but but you know how how much of a of a big giant production are we gonna make? You know, we we don't have the family for the big giant food spread. And but but right, that right, right. that muscle memory, if you will, is <laughs> right, so ingrained. Know, right? You know, it's you so go, strong. you get yeah. a platter, you get all this food. Am I smoking a turkey? All of this stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, right, and and that's what I mean about there's a real freedom in getting to make the choice of what you want to do. And for me, it brought the joy back mm. into the holiday for me this year. Yeah, you know, I'm really enjoying my my son has a big trip with his school orchestra, and they're they're going to be, you know, doing a big trip in early December. So he got a couple things early already in preparation, you know, some warm stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, living in Florida, who who needs a sweater? And right. with how that kid grows, I have to buy him a new one every year anyway. <laughs> Usually he gets it around the holidays. just like, Merry Christmas early, bub. Uh, you know, here are some boots and here's a sweater and, a, you know, and a hoodie, <laughs> you know, because he never needs it here. But, but... Um, so that's bringing a lot of joy into our lives this year. And we are not going to do any, I'm not going to do any travel because I travel a lot for my work right now, that the holidays and being home and building a fire and being with the dogs and the cats and, you know, my loved ones sounds like heaven to me. Mm-hmm. That that really, really sounds good. And What my family of origin typically does now is there's so many of us and everybody, all but one, have kids and one has seven kids. (laughs) So everybody kind of does their own thing. And then several days after Christmas, the family gets together. But I don't typically even do that because of uh, holiday services and, you know, such as that. But when I've done it and when I have needed to do it, it was important for me to know I could do it. And here's what I mean. When family has been a source of uh, pain, both emotional and sometimes physical, going into that environment for the holidays can literally be scary. And what I want to assure you of is that you're a grown person now and that if you're not comfortable going into that, that is where your work is right now. Mm because you don't want to go into a situation where that you cannot handle and but I think typically we can handle it and we just think we can't. Hmm. And I'm saying this as a caution because I worked with somebody years ago who was told by a therapist that oh you know your dad's never going to hit you again you're a grown woman. Well that was not the case and she went home for the holidays and it was it got extremely violent so i couldn't possibly know what your family situation was and because i don't know those things that's where your spiritual discernment piece is going to come in in my case i wasn't concerned about being physically assaulted for me it was more emotional you know, the things I had to deal with. Most of the people that had harmed me as a child, I wouldn't see, but I almost always saw one person. So I had to kind of arm up emotionally to be ready for that. And so I had some strategies going into that. You know, one of the strategies for dealing with difficult family members at the holidays is just knowing that I'm safe, I'm secure in myself. And I kind of, uh, the way I talk about it is staying in my lane. <laughs> I just, I just stay in my lane. I'm not up in everybody's business. I know who's a good person for me to talk to or not, and I just stay with that. I don't, oh, quote unquote, avoid. I'm just conscious of staying in my lane with the people I know. I'm really comfortable connecting with, and really focusing on them and those, you know, and those healthier connections. And if someone who's hurt me in the past speaks to me, you know, I imagine being um, zipped up in a (laughs) wetsuit. I don't know if any of you have ever done any scuba diving. I have. uh, Years ago, I learned to scuba dive. And, you know, part of the gear that you wear is a wetsuit and you just zip up. So a lot of times before I go into that home, wherever I might be with family, I will sit in the car for, I don't know, 30 seconds or a minute, maybe two. And I'll just imagine zipping up that wetsuit and going, you know what? I'm safe and secure all as well. So sometimes I have to like get myself ready for that. Mm. And what's great about that is that I'm acknowledging that it's difficult, potentially difficult. And I'm also affirming my strength in the midst of that. So, so it's like, but I'm going to be, I'm going to protect myself. Right. So as a kid, your family's supposed to protect you. And when they don't, there's this desire to always be protected by them. Well, they're not going to unless they've done a great deal of spiritual growth. If your family was not able to keep you safe as a youngster, they probably don't know how to keep you safe as an adult. And the fact is, as an adult, it's your job anyway. So, part of becoming a conscious being is not expecting people to be something they're not, you know, not expecting people to be something they're not capable of being. And I have some wonderful, well-intentioned family members that can just be quite hurtful simply by the way they say things to you. I have family members that are, you know, very well-meaning, but very, very unconscious. So I will limit the amount of time I connect with them, but I'll also know, no matter what they say, I'm safe in God. But I'm not going to put myself in a situation that's potentially harmful emotionally, physically, sexually, you know, all those ways that we can be vulnerable. I just won't do it. So think about that in your life you know what are you being guided to do this holiday season and how can you keep yourself safe have a strategy in mind you know zip up and protect yourself emotionally and imagine imagine just that i'm safe in myself I'm gonna just stay in my lane and I know what's mine to do and where m- is mine to go and the people that are are best for me to talk to and then if somebody talks to me I don't want to talk to me i I can suddenly need a walk outside and some fresh air. I can excuse myself and go to the restroom. I can find something to do in the kitchen. All is well. I'm in charge of me. But the what we usually do is we go into the old family expectation that they're going to take care of me. and that that is like setting yourself up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. Number one is setting yourself up for emotional pain and hurt. and there's no reason to do that. So the things that I've learned to say to myself like I say before I go in, I like the zipping up. sometimes if somebody says something you know awful or rude or says you look like you gained weight or you know one of those really nice things <laughs> like that, I just say to my in my mind, hold steady. This is not about you. Yep. Hold steady, hold steady. I've also learned that what anybody says is really only a reflection of what they're saying ab- to themselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I agree. It's really fun to be in that place of power. You look like you've gained weight. I say, I probably do. And I laugh <laughs> it off. Maybe I have. Who yep. knows? I love chocolate, I'll say. That's
1: right. How blessed am I that I have, you know, enough to eat?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when when you can just make light of it, it doesn't have a charge anymore. So so that's what I mean about having strategies, taking breaks, just like, and so you may have different things you say to yourself, like you might say, Oh, this is not about me, or you know what, all is well. Or you know what, I'm good. I'm good. Or, you know, you could tell a friend, call me at one, make sure I'm okay. <laughs> I may need to go. Call me with an emergency at one o'clock. Whatever you need, whatever you need. And also remember, you don't have to do it if you don't need. It doesn't matter what the family expectation is if you're grown.
1: Is uh, would, would you agree, and is it fair to say that escalating a situation around difficult family members rarely ends well?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll say never. <laughs> I'll say, never ends
1: well. Yeah, like like getting into arguments, e- even whether it's po- <clears throat> politics or you know clapping back at somebody who makes an inappropriate oh, comment. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always better just to remove yourself from the situation. I mean, just yeah, no, there's no upside to there is causing no a upside.
0: <laughs> there's no upside to reacting at all. Mm-hmm. And it see it always, and I t- talked a lot about this over the years, and I have people push back on this you know, but there's no strength in a reaction, a response. Yes. But a reaction is the lowest form really of communication. Mm. So if you can hold steady and breathe for a second and just let, it's like, there's this really old hymn. I can never remember the name of it. There's some line in it, something like let not evil pass this way by, or let not evil pass this door, something like that. And I just sometimes imagine it just passing by and me with my hands in my pockets, not grabbing it, you know, not grabbing that weird thing. Because what I know in general about anyway in my family, nobody's intending me h- actual harm. They're just, they just go unconscious. And so do I sometimes. So I'm not just saying they're bad. They're, they're all good-hearted people anybody in my family now, the people that have been, um, most hurtful to me, they're either dead or not a part of the family anymore. So I just don't. And even when I had to deal with it again, I use these strategies. So I don't, part of the reason I even wanted to do this topic, it's funny, I'm saying this at the very end, (laughs) but one of the reasons I wanted to do this topic is there are probably some great people you want to see. And I don't want you to let one or two people completely keep you from your whole family if that's a meaningful connection for you. And that's the decision that you have to make. That's the discernment piece of, will, will there be enough good for me there that it's worth dealing with these one or two difficult people? Because I want to feel like I'm a part of something bigger this holiday. And I really miss some of my family. You can also choose to only go see those family members. You know, I don't know what it's like to have a family of like one or two. You might be saying, well, none of this applies because I don't have a big thing. (laughs) It may not. It may not. But most of the people I work with have some family situation that they're expected to go into around the holidays. And it can be, you know, there can be a great deal of angst involved. I have had people, believe it or not, Call me in crisis from the bathroom at a family event more than once on Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, saying, I am absolutely stuck. I don't know how to get out of this. I feel seven years old right now. Mm. So it happens.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And that's just why I want to bring this up that you have the power to choose, you are becoming conscious. And if you haven't thought about it yet, really think about what is my intention this holiday season? What do I want to experience with myself, my, you know, my own family and friends, you can be a family of one. You don't have to have kids to be a family. You don't have to have a partner to be a family. You are a family in and of yourself. You can decide, do I want to be with friends? Do I want to be with family and create a beautiful experience for yourself? And if you have to go into the family system, Use those strategies and use it as a time for healing. You know, what family code am I, you know, unconsciously moving into rather than just enjoying what I can and, you know, holding steady, knowing I am more healed, more powerful, more at peace than anything that's going on here. And just, you know, let it stay in your lane (laughs) and let the weirdness pass you by. And as Dave said, don't react, stay present. And as you stay present to your reactions, as you stay present to the people there, you might actually find a new compassion, love, and grace for the people that you're surrounded with. Some of these people, you know, probably helped you when you were two, three years old, and boy, they're doing the best they can. Mm. And I've learned that to not expect perfection from those folks, but see them as they are, do the best to see me as I am and know we're all growing on this journey together. Yeah. But friends, I want you to be safe and happy. I want you to be able to manage your emotional state. I also want to encourage you to be discriminating, you know, discerning what is mine to do and how can I have a beautiful experience this holiday? Even if I have to see people that it might be a little difficult, you are stronger than that negative situation and you are capable of of having a beautiful holiday season. This is our hope for you, dear friends. And listen, we are happy to have you along the journey. Always happy for your support, both financial and otherwise. And we're wishing for you a beautiful, beautiful season this year. Blessings on the journey, dear friend, and we'll see you next week.
1: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Authentic Spiritual Journey here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com support. The Authentic Spiritual Journey is copyright 2022, Cynthia Alice Anderson, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission from RR Hot Publishing. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.
0: Thank you for listening to the show today, dear friends. I'm always happy to have you along the journey. If you're seeking deeper work, though, I'm going to invite you into one-on-one coaching with me. In my coaching work, I get to glean from my over 30 years of experience of working with individuals and leaders in the community on their spiritual journey. So I have a wealth of information that will help you along the journey, and it will be supportive. It will be supportive of your dreams, goals, and desires, but it will also be confrontive Because I am going to help you confront those limiting patterns and beliefs and help you break through those aspects and move into looking at life in a more holistic way. So even though it will be confrontive and at times even challenging, you will learn to grow, you will learn to prosper, and you will evolve into the person you have always wanted to be. Friends, the answers lie within you, and I am so honored to help empower you to live that truth and that goodness in the world if you want to learn more about coaching with me simply go to CynthiaAliceAnderson.com and go to the coaching section for more information that's CynthiaAliceAnderson.com and go to coaching and I'll be happy to set up a one-on-one call so we can discuss how I can best support your journey thanks again for joining me today dear friend and blessings on the journey